Come Holy Spirit, kindle the fire within us, open the eyes of our hearts and see through them, open our lips and speak through them, set our souls on fire. Be seated. My lowest hand, like fire That's good. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Yeah, beautiful. Um, wonderful word here from uh, from Paul writing to um, St. Paul's Episcopal Church at Thessalonica. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Good Shepherd Episcopal Church. What kind of welcome we had among you. Isn't that beautiful? What kind of welcome we had among you. Remembering that Paul is Jew and Christian and these people in Thessalonica were Roman citizens and pagans. They welcomed Paul. They welcomed him in. What a welcome we had. Everybody heard about the wonderful welcome, and what a great ministry of hospitality you have at St. Paul's Thessalonica. Isn't that great? Because what do we have outside? You've seen the signs, right, for the Episcopal Church. What does it always say? The Episcopal Church welcomes you. Right? The Episcopal Church welcomes you. And I wonder, as People drive down the road and they see those signs. We've seen them, right? The Episcopal Church welcomes you. I'm wondering about that person who is a Southern Baptist. Are they going, they don't have me? <laughs> Presbyterian, Lutheran, maybe even lapsed Episcopalians. Really? They're talking about me? The Episcopal Church welcomes me? You mean me and all the things that I've done and how I've failed to go to church and I really haven't been the person that. You know, my parents would want me to be. You mean, really, the Episcopal Church welcomes me? Huh. Now, I was recently with some clergy, and I'll admit that this, this shocked me when this person said this, and I thought about it, and I, I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about it. I think it's worth pondering, because Scripture does tell us that God says that God's house shall be a place of worship for all nations. All people. All people. Okay. So I was with a group of clergy, and we were talking about things that are going on in our, our various churches. And one person, I will not name the church, just tell you this so you can kind of ponder and see where, where your spirit goes with this. So that, you know, we got all kinds of people worshiping in our church, including some Wiccans. Wiccans? And I thought, really? And. A Christian church, non-Christian groups are gathering and using that space. The Episcopal Church welcomes you. And the person said, well, you have already welcomed in the Baptists and the Methodists and the Presbyterians and everybody else. They've already worshipped in our building, so we're just extending that. Welcome them in and let God do God's work. Welcome them in and let the Holy Spirit of God do the work of God on those people to bring them to Christ. Welcome them in. The Episcopal Church welcomes you. <clears throat> Whoever you are. Wherever you are in life. No matter what you've done or failed to do. The church welcomes you. Beautiful. But then we stop and we think about that and go, okay, where's, where's the edge of that? 
Where have we limited that welcome? Where does that welcome still need to be extended? Where do we need to find greater welcome for ourselves in the household of God? The story of this, um, this young boy, he was a shy and awkward, not talking about me, okay? But I was young at one time, shy and awkward, yes, still am. Okay? But there was this, a story of a young boy named Wally. And his school was putting on their annual Christmas show. And the teacher was trying to figure out, where are we going to stick Wally, the shy and awkward boy, in this Christmas show? And suddenly it came to her and said, Wally is going to be the innkeeper. Because there's only one line that Wally has to remember and execute. I'm sorry, sir. There are no rooms available. And so they had practiced this, and all the kids and everybody was in their, in their costumes, and, and it's time for the show, and, and Wally's ready. And the Jesus character, I mean, the, the, the Joseph character and, and the Mary character are traveling to Bethlehem, and they come to the inn, and there's the knock on the door, and Wally opens the door. And Joseph says to him, Sir, my wife and I have traveled a long way. She is with child. Do you have room for us? And Wally faithfully executes his line, I am sorry, sir. There is no room available. Well, the other child happened to be a much more confident child and decided to start ad-libbing. <laughs> and so as Wally executed his line and thought, good, I have succeeded, the other child says, but sir, we have traveled a long way, and my wife is very tired. Are you sure there's nothing you can do? <laughs> Wally was not expecting this. <laughs> not expecting this. <laughs> But he remembered what he was supposed to say. I'm sorry, sir. There is no room in the end. Well, that confident child said, well, 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 sir, as you see, my wife is quite pregnant. Are you sure there's nothing you can do? By this time, Wally has started to cry. And he repeats his line once again, I'm sorry, sir, there is no room at the end. At that time, the little boy and girl who were playing Joseph and Mary turn. And they start to go across the stage, and, and the lights start coming down, and, and then you hear in the darkness, Wally has something else to say. Sir, wait! You can have my room. <laughs> I know Wally grew up to be an Episcopalian. <laughs> you can have my room. See, in this case, we're talking about people who are playing a role. People are playing a role. That gets us into the gospel story where Jesus is 
being questioned by these Pharisees and this, these Herodians who are trying to entrap him. And he calls them hypocrites. Hypocrites. It's a Greek word for actor. It means to speak from underneath. To speak from underneath. Because <laughs> Greek actors would wear a mask. And they would portray their role. They would interpret the actor or the character from behind a mask. And to wear that mask and to be pretend that you are something other than you are is to be a hypocrite. To be a hypocrite. Beautiful Wally was in his character and he knew what was true. And he knew what was in his heart. And he took the mask off and said, you are welcome here. Take my specs. Take my specs. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's often children who kind of show us what we should be as adults. That remind us perhaps that, you know, we're, we're, we're wearing some kind of mask that we have to come out from behind and, and, and really be honest about who we are and perhaps how welcome we are of others. The Johnson family were moved by a sermon one Sunday. So moved that Mr. Johnson said to his wife, you know, we really need to do better than we've done with our fellow parishioners. We really need to do better with, with greeting people and welcoming them into our homes. And, and so we're going to invite the Smith family dinner. So they set a date with the Smith family, and, and um, you know, this is a family that they had not gotten along so well with, didn't know very well, and, and, and didn't, didn't really socialize with, and, but knew that they had to do something. And so they set this date, and then suddenly, that morning, Mr. Johnson remembered, oh, this is the date that we have a dinner with the Smiths. The Smith family shows up that evening and, and they're gathered around the table and, and they, they ask their son to say the blessing. Tommy, would you offer the blessing for our meal tonight with the Smiths as our guests? Tommy said, well, Mom, I'm not quite sure what to say. Well, that's okay, Tommy. Why don't you just say what your father said this morning? <laughs> <laughs> And so Tommy began to pray, Oh Lord, those god-awful people are coming tonight. <laughs> Such honesty. Such honesty. I think for us, you know, there, there are times when we pretend to be something we're not. We pretend to other people that we love them, that we care for them. We pretend, we make a good show of it. We say things about we welcome you, we love you, we're one happy family. Maybe there's a different reality. Maybe we are behind that mask. When Jesus tells them to show him the coin, show me the coin, okay? Going back into the gospel story, he says, show me that coin. The one that's used for paying the poll tax. 
Now he's making points about idolatry. He's making points about their hypocrisy. But he's also asking them to recognize something. Because he loved the Herodians and the Pharisees and all of us Episcopalians too. He loved all of them as much as he loves any of us. And so he says, okay, what's on that coin? Whose image is that? Think more deeply about the question. Whose image is that? So they answer, that's the emperor, right? That's his, that's his thing. If you look at one of the coins, yeah, it would be the emperor on there. And whose image are all of us matter? The image of God. Every last one of us. Every person who walks by, drives by, rolls by outside that sees that sign, the Episcopal Church welcomes you, carries the image of God. Now I know in Exodus, right, the story is that, you know, Moses could not see God's face. You can only see the back of God, but I tell you, I can look around this room and I see God's face. There you are. Yeah, there you are. Look around. There's God's face in all of you. Made in the image of God with God's loving hands. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yet perhaps we struggle to recognize that and to honor that. To welcome people who come here. To welcome those that you say, well, you know, I know who you are. You're a longtime member of this, of this place. And I know truly in my heart there is something that I have that keeps me from loving you as fully as I want to. Remember who that person is. <clears throat> Remember that their face is the face of God. Honor that. The story of a, of a professor, uh, much braver than I was when I was a professor, because gave his students a question that I know for me would have caused me an awful lot of grief. It was a final exam in a nursing class. And these students had been in this classroom all semester long, and in that classroom, every day, they would see this woman cleaning up their classroom. And so the professor put on the final exam, and this counted heavily toward their course grade. What is the name of the woman who cleans this room? They had seen her every day. And the student went up and asked the professor, this question that you have on the exam, are we supposed to answer this? Well, yes, you are. Does it really count? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because you're going to be working with people, and every last one of them matters. Every one of them is worthy of your attention. And so they, they had seen this woman, they knew that she was maybe 50-something years old, and, and she had dark hair, and she had cleaned their classroom the entire semester. But nobody paid attention to her, and they didn't know her name. 
if there are people here with us today who you have seen, but you've never talked to them. People you see time and again, and you've never talked to them. And yet we say the Episcopal Church welcomes you. I've said before we can't give away what we don't have. We're going to go out there welcoming the world in here, truly welcoming them as God welcomes them, of seeing the face of God in them. We've got to practice here that kind of radical love. So look around. Look around. Okay? You have your chance today after church. Without any embarrassment. Okay? Because we kind of laid it out, didn't we? Without any embarrassment. If there's someone you do not know, go say hi. Go say hi. Take off the mask. God loves you. Amen. Amen. Amen.